0: Welcome to episode number 64 of the Road to Cinema podcast, featuring director Evgeny Navieski of the Oscar-nominated documentary *Winter on Fire: Ukraines Fight for Freedom*, which is now available to watch on Netflix. For more information on the Road to Cinema podcast, to read the Road to Cinema blog, and to watch our Road to Cinema YouTube series, please visit JogRoadProductions.com. And don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at JogRoad, Instagram at JogRoadProductions. Facebook Jog Road Productions, you can subscribe to our Jog Road Productions YouTube channel, and you can also write us a nice review on the iTunes podcast page under the Road to Cinema podcast. And now we join Oscar-nominated director Ivangi Avanesky of the new Netflix documentary Winter on Fire, Ukraine's Fight for Freedom, which takes us through the unrest in Ukraine during 2013 and 2014 as student demonstrators supporting European integration grew into a violent revolution calling for a resignation of Ukraine's president, Viktor Yakovych. And this Oscar nominated documentary takes us on the ground and gives us an up close look at the emotional and physical impact of that revolution on the people of Ukraine.
1: For you, what was the process of organizing this production from sort of the moment that you knew that these events were happening in Ukraine to uh, forming a crew, and from, from what I see in the credits, you, you have almost uh, 30 cinematographers and camera people, so I was just kind of curious about organizationally putting that together and getting it on the ground to capture this extraordinary material.
2: You know what? A, everything happens spontaneously, and I guess uh, the key of something like this is something like this is uh, being open to explode and uh, being spontaneous now the a i i learned about the event from the first day when my friend called me from ukraine and uh he worked with me on a previous movie he called me from there and he said you know what uh you should come down because something unusual happening here something different than nine years ago like orange Revolution." and uh, So, here we realized that history is happening and it needs to be documented. And I guess already after a couple of days from this event, we realized that yes, it is the movie there and we need to tell the story to the entire world.
1: Uh, So, it's interesting. So, it was really uh, for you something that you took on board independently. It wasn't really an idea that you had pitched around to companies. This was really something that you, you knew these events were happening and you went out to Ukraine and and you just uh, started filming without any other support, really?
2: No, the whole support was uh, me and my uh, business partner who started to finance all this, and you know what? And yes, because the events were unfolding so spontaneous, we needed to be there and we needed to film it.
1: Uh, so, which which contrib- uh, contributes to so many uh, camera people and cinematographers Absolutely. joining it. Well, I was curious for you, since you know we see so much in the film, uh, the government, the police force, really attacking the protesters. Um, since you know you had a camera with you, and and you know you had other crew members who were carrying cameras, uh, was any of that aggression uh, pushed toward you in terms of you know since you're documenting this abuse, since you're, since you're, um, since you're capturing this in real time, were the police or the government ever sort of onto you as far as what you were doing or?
2: You know what, it was a lot of aggression towards the cameras. And uh, on the 1st of December, they horribly beat most of the cameramen that was there. They allowed them to get close and then, you know what, they beat shit out of uh, cameramen. Some of my team had concussions and uh, blood was spilled. So it's, uh, it was uh, one of these dark days for the uh, people who were sleeping there on the ground. So cameras, not uh, cameras and press badges that we all had, it's not for uh, protecting protecting us. Because at the end of the day, police, or police batons, or bullets, they're not really choosing uh, whom to kind of uh, catch. Or it's uh, you know what? everybody Everybody's in the same danger. So filmmakers, uh, uh, Red Cross, uh, medics. Uh, Greece, everybody
1: had the same danger. Uh, I was curious, you know, for you, um, you know, I know you've lived in the United States for quite a while and um, sort of being in the Ukraine for this long period of time and uh, seeing a lot of the anguish that was happening. Uh, did it ever for you sort of, um, I don't know, would put in perspective or sort of did, did you see sort of the contrast between living in the United States versus, you know, what was going on in Ukraine? And, Uh, Did that ever sort of come to mind for you? Uh,
2: Remember, I was born in Russia, I've been in Ukraine a couple of times. So, uh, of course, it's a contrast, because, uh, you know, I'm living in a society where democracy, freedom, freedom of speech, freedom of expression, I exist. And at the end of the day, what I found through these fascinating uh, events, I found out that this is for what people stood for, and this is what uh, brought them to this
1: square. And this is literally something that uh, people
2: were fighting for. So I think it's actually this event in some point mirroring for what our founding fathers of the United States
1: stood for. I was wondering for you capturing so much of this footage uh, and you know sort of did you have any conception at the time of sort of what the film would look like or uh, because I'm sure at that point you didn't know what the uh, conclusion no. to all of this no. would be. You
2: know what? I was going with the flow because by this time none of us knew where it's going, where it's all going. You know what? We were just going with the flow. We were trying to kind of document the history. And I guess for me as a filmmaker, this was the main goal. I wanted to document the history as it goes. And we didn't know what will happen next because remember, from the beginning, they allowed to students to find the shelter there so you know what to get these horrible things I found humanity and you know what and uh, he kind of experienced the war uh, that have a human uh, face in the same time
1: so it was interesting so at the beginning of this there was really no conception of how violent uh, the police and the government would be towards the protesters it was
2: not, at all. not the... at all and as you saw a lot of times in my movie you can see that the protesters try to talk to the police try to explain to them that they're supposed to be a part of the people they're supposed to protect people and not the government and they specifically their their oath their commitment supposed to be to the people, not to the government, because at the end of the day, people choosing the government and police both to kind of uh, serve the people, not the government.
1: I was wondering for you, uh, at the end of, you know, your entire filming process and looking at all this material, um, was there anything that really stood out to you that sort of shocked you uh, emotionally about what you were looking at, uh, sort of at the conclusion of this whole process? Uh, You know,
2: it was a lot of, things that blow my mind uh, through the process and through the rewatching this, because you know what, I learned a lot about uh, people. I learned about a lot about their humanity, striking humanity. You know what? I I, I observed amazing maturity of Roman, whom you saw in the movie, twelve year old uh, uh, kid, who from the beginning was is really a child, nice child, and then. I met by the end a man who is grown, whose uh, visions are relatable to the somebody who is 30, 40 years old already. And you know what? It's amazing humanity that I met there. You can see in the movie these amazing uh, combinations of the human spirit and the violence. You know what? The violence against that. Uh, amazing unity of all people, of all nationalities. Social uh, classes, uh, people and the church. Uh, it was amazing to observe all the all the ages. It was amazing to observe that this humanity. Remember this girl playing piano between protesters and the poli- and the police. Uh, and the concerts that we had there, the every night concerts. It was amazing to see this human spirit there. You know, so this I guess struck me from the beginning and made me to stay there despite the bullets that were flying towards me towards my team despite the police batons and cold water that they were spreading over us it was uh, something that made me to stay
1: Once um, you began the editing process, um, what was sort of your conception as far as how you wanted to put the material together and, um, you know, find a way to create a narrative arc out of it?
2: You know what? It was the most easy and simple way. Since I came as the outside observer, I wanted to have the same situation there. I wanted to follow the chronological events and tell the story as it was unfolded in front of my eyes. The audience to feel what I felt when I was there, when I landed from the first days till the last days, to feel the same feelings, to feel the same things, except that the bullets were flying towards my audience and the smell of the tear gas or the uh, burnt rubber uh, of the tires. You not not will feel, but the audience still can, with all uh, how we edited this, can feel their presence in the square and i guess this is what was important for me i wanted to create the same experience that i experienced as outsider with the exception that i was born in european not european union in former soviet union and uh, i knew the history and then i knew what brought to my dad so these elements we created with the help of uh, amazing talented uh, filmmakers that i hired here in the united states angus wall helped us uh, with his uh, team uh john Batek helped me to reshape the image uh latte uh all my fascinating executive producers so they all kind of helped me to make it for the wider audience allowing them to learn some points that not uh, people not familiar here Geopolitical yeah, political points geographical points historical points and then allow Audience to dive into the same world that I was experiencing for 93 days. So this was my concept. We started uh, immediately after my done won, after the Yanukovych kind of fleet the country. We started to re-edit everything, edit all the material, and it was a lot. It was 15 terabytes of footage. So we started to uh, edit the material day and night. I had three shifts, three editors and to editing base. And we were going through every feet of the footage, we can say, every minute of, every second of the footage, and accurately trying to assemble the chronological events, allowing to the audience being the same uh, kind of uh, people who have been my people on the square. So, allowing to the audience to be presented in the middle of the event. And then, after one and a half months, at same time I was filming also, I was filming additional interviews from the people, because uh, since the Maidan ended, I wanted to summarize all the story. And uh, the same people with whom I've been on the Maidan, I had them for the interviews back. On the square, we had the same emotional roller coaster. It was really difficult, because we were... So fresh and so fragile after all that. And uh, this was the beginning of the process. Then the movie was screened to different people here in the United States, including Netflix. Uh, Latvig Robbman did a kind of presented this to the Netflix team, one of my executive producers with whom I've been in touch uh, from Maidan. And then I came back here and we were editing another training. Three-
1: Yeah, it's um, interesting to, to show it to an American audience, um, do you think that they saw any parallels between sort of protests that have been happening uh, here recently and, and what uh, took place in Ukraine?
2: You know what, first of all, for the American audience, it was like a cold shower, because they uh, were shocked by the events, they were shocked by the, that they haven't learned anything from the media, and if they heard something from the media, they're not very aware of the scope of these events, how big are these events, how terrible these events uh, were in reality. So for the Americans, it was like a really cold shower. And then also, it was interesting to learn from the younger American audience that for them it was uh, kind of a questionable mark. Are we ready for something like this? Are we able to do something like this? Are we united? And these questions were raised many times during my Q&As, and none of the same people were able to answer this, to these questions.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's um it's something interesting because I the details of the film, um, you know, I'd sort of known uh sort of general things, but the the nuances of the situation, uh, you know, as you say, they weren't really portrayed by the American media over here. It wasn't something that was reported on very often. Yep. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh I was curious for you, um, you know, having the documentary uh come onto Netflix and, you know, get such a, a wide audience, how important for you is that uh for the film to have that type of platform
2: you know what i think it's a dream of every filmmaker because at the end of the day we as filmmakers we want to tell our stories to the wider audience and we want to tell it to the bigger possible audience global wise worldwide worldwide and you know what and i'm so grateful that I've been able to partner with Netflix and that they helped me to bring it to 190 countries as of right now, including Russia and Ukraine and former Soviet republics. And it's, it's beautiful to see how every day I'm getting uh, very beautiful messages on Twitter or Facebook from people across the globe who are able to relate to the stories of my characters and who are able to relate to the entire Maidan story, because for their countries, it was in different periods of time. And it can be Arab Spring, it can be the Romania, it can be Czechoslovakia, it can be uh, Vilnius 1991, it can be uh, some other events. But for people in a lot of places, it's relatable stories. And it's amazing how they can relate to these events and mirror some events in their own countries. For them, it's like a time machine that they can go back and see in these great, brave patriots, Ukrainian patriots, uh, or Ukrainian people, something that their fathers or their grandfathers uh, stood for. Same like Americans can easily see for what our founding fathers stood for many years ago, uh, Fighting for their freedom and democracy, so it's 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 fascinating for me today to see how Netflix delivering this and allowing people to have it in their own homes at their own leisure, not to kind of uh, to get into particular hour. So I'm you know what I'm so thankful that it's happened to me,
1: and I guess it's a dream for every filmmaker. Yeah, uh, in that regard too, um, your your Oscar nomination, which um you know, that's another worldwide platform which i'm sure really helps get the film out there to an even bigger audience and can also um you know trans translate that message to a bigger audience um how important and how uh significant to you is uh earning that oscar nomination
2: a, i think the movie itself also a tribute to the people that are no longer with us and it's a tribute to the people that uh do, despite cold weather and police batons and bullets so I guess those nomination also gives to these people to be remembered, because it brings the importance of the movie. And like you said, it also brings the importance of the message that is behind the movie. The unity, the, the power of the people, and I guess, you know what, it's a beautiful, because the movie, not only about historic events that happened exactly two years ago, because today is exactly two years ago when this horrible events happened in Kiev, when the bullets of the snipers were taking the lives of uh, civilians, of people who believed in their future and gave their lives. But at the same time, this movie about future, about future of people across the globe, because this movie can teach people and educate them what it means to be unity, what it means to be united. And we as Americans, are we united? This is the question. And uh, are we able to say yes? I think all nominated movies
1: I think that's a wonderful uh, message of the film, Uh, as you said, you know, the power of the collective coming together and supporting one another. And I think that's something that, uh, you know, as a society, you know, we're so focused on being individuals, especially in the United States, that, uh, you know, forming a group and, you know, supporting one another, I think, is is such an essential thing uh, worldwide.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, what? like I said, the beauty of this movie is people across the globe in different countries can relate to these messages and can find something from the past, but it can learn for the future. So this movie is not only about past historic events, it's a movie about our future that is important for me. So me as filmmaker, I guess a, my goal is to make movies that can change lives. And this is one of these movies that I try to bring to the world that can change future and change the lives.